Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insight, thoughts, and experiences on today's topic. My name is JR, IT tech, web admin, and board member. And my name is Ayla, growth and development coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. Hello, JR. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. You know, as I'd like to be as transparent as possible on these episodes. The week hasn't been that great, but I'm excited to know that we're about to have this conversation about being grounded, staying grounded, because right now I just kind of feel like things are all over the place. And mm-hmm. I want to learn how to try to zero in on my mind and and get some clarity on some things. So kind of where I'm at and I'm excited to have this conversation. But how are you? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same place, but I've been actually very optimistic lately, which is really nice. I think that the weather here in Vegas has been up and down, you know, hot and cold, <laughs> but for me, the sunlight is always like, okay, a new day. I have unlimited possibilities of what can happen. And so I've been optimistic lately, which is great, but I'm really excited. And if you listening didn't catch that, we are talking about grounding techniques today and the importance of being balanced and connected to the earth. And of course we'll go into it, but the reason that it's something that has been really important to me lately is also for a similar reason to JR's position is because sometimes life, especially for me, for some reason in the winter feels way more chaotic. Mm. And I feel like there's so much going on and it's, it's such a, a time of, of just reflection for me for some reason. And maybe it's because you're indoors more because it's colder, but yeah. <laughs> I think that for me, it's, it's sometimes hard to to recenter myself and bring myself back to the present moment. And so I'm excited for today. Yeah. And I would have to agree with you on that. I think that being in these last couple of months, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to be around family and friends and especially during the holidays, but at the same time, maybe it is being indoors for so long and, you know, just being with your own thoughts that sometimes, at least for me, I feel like I'm thinking maybe too much into things and I allow myself to get too caught up in certain ideas or certain feelings that that I'm dealing with. But hopefully after this episode, I'll have those techniques and everybody listening as well will have those techniques in order to, you know, have that a little bit more together. (laughs) See what I'm saying? This is why we need the episode. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited too, because these are all things that 
kind of have known and have learned over the years, but we always start off with the definition. And so I think this is a good time for that. And so what is grounded? And that is that you're present in your body and connected with the earth. And when you're grounded, you allow yourself to feel centered and balanced no matter what's going on around you. And this is from Mind Body Green. I love this definition because it really demonstrates that it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something a lot of times that we're like, oh, it's it, do- it should matter less about what's inside and more what's around me, you know, because then I can be grateful or I can take in what's happening. But I think that a lot of times life is going to be chaotic no matter what. Yeah. And I think that when we have that approach, it's it's less hard to control our feelings because we're mimicking our environment so much. So today we're going to go over a lot of techniques that help deal with what do you do when your environment is not matching the center inner peace that you're looking for and how do we create that space for ourselves when our environment isn't matching that. I really do enjoy this definition and it actually brings a lot more of a clearer vision of what being grounded actually is for me. And it actually is pretty telling as well, because I think too often I'm involved with what's happening around me and not being too involved with what's happening within myself. I am that caring person. I am that comforting person that I'll do anything and anything for anybody, whether it's family or friends, to to help or to guide or to just be there to lend an ear. Uh, that sometimes I might get caught up in other people's things that are going on that don't allow me to really spend that time for myself. So sometimes I don't even understand what being grounded is because sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even experience that. So, yeah, I like that you mentioned that because a lot of times. There's so much going on at, at any minute. Everything is happening. There's people talking. There's people that are reaching out to you. There's things you have to do personally. There's life just happens. And I think that really being grounded is about slowing down. I think that that's really the adjective that I want to stay with as we talk about it today, because life is so fast and we kind of go through the motions so fast and, and thoughts come at us so fast and that's where anxiety starts breeding because we're like oh my gosh there's a million possibilities and it just spirals out of control like right, exactly. and so i think that this whole concept of being grounded is really about taking that time to slow down in each moment and it is an active process it's not something that you know you can just naturally do you do have to consciously choose to take a breath and we're going to go over these exercises today and slow down and in order to recognize like in your situation jr like I want to help this person and I'm, I'm taking a second to take a deep breath and I want to help them, but I have to take kind of a mental inventory of where I'm at. Am Mm -hmm. I even in the capacity to be able to do that? But a lot of times when we're going through it and it's happening so fast and everything is coming at you, we don't take the time to think about those things. And that's where some of the areas of our life start kind of deteriorating, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree on that. I think that a lot of the times, at least for myself as an example, that I am more than happy to help others. I feel that I make myself as present as possible for other people. I try to be as available to other people as much as possible. But then I forget all the work that I've done for myself to remind myself that, you know, I matter too, that it's okay to take time for yourself. But sometimes I feel guilty. I guess you could say that I try to want to focus more on myself that I feel like I'm not giving the effort to everybody else. But the problem with that is that I start to lose that footing of being grounded, right? Mm -hmm. That I'm stretching myself thin everywhere. 
to make sure that I'm there for others or mm-hmm. to these other events, whatever the case may be, that I forget that by the time I come back home, I was like, what did I even do for myself? Yeah. And I'm hoping that episode will will kind of not make that idea as confusing as it was before. Yeah, totally. So let's get into it. There are a lot of different techniques and things that I want to talk about, but I think I want to start from kind of an overview, big picture idea. And so kind of the idea of the fast paced environment that we live in is where I want to start. So in our society, we have access to everything at any time. We have access to talk to anyone at any time. And that feels kind of pressuring, at least for me, like I always have to be up to date. I always have to see what's going on. I always have to see what the trends are and I have to keep in contact. And when I think about like a hundred years ago, when they didn't have phone, you would say goodbye to a friend and then you wouldn't see them or talk to them at all for a while. And then you would Mm -hmm. see them again and you would really enjoy talking to them because you didn't know everything about their life every minute of every day. (laughs) And I guess what I'm trying to point out here is that technology really cuts us off from feeling connected to ourselves and connected to the earth. And so one of the first things that I want to kind of address here is that when it comes to practicing being grounded and, and finding that balance within yourself, first it comes from detaching from everything that's going on. Mm. And so this involves and, I, and this is something that I have seen people do. I'm not sure if they knew, knew that this is what it was, but taking time away from social media and maybe deleting apps that you don't need or don't use often, but you find yourself being distracted from because you want to see what's going on. This comes from, you know, authentic relationships. So a lot of times what we do, and by the way, JR, if I'm going on a long tangent, just stop no. me at any time. So A lot of times what we'll do is we'll see on on Facebook, for example, people update their statuses, tell what's going on in their lives. We're like, oh, send a like, comment maybe. But it's not an authentic relationship because it's there's a barrier there and it's you and the person, but the post is in between you. Mm -hmm. And so as much as possible when you're trying to stay grounded and recenter, rebalance is taking away these these factors, these the technology and and anything that really is stopping you from taking in the present moment. And this can involve, you know, not watching TV, not being on your phone and maybe going for a walk and, and not being connected to technology. And this means not listening to music through your headphones. This means taking in each point of where you're going. This means reaching out to people organically and and calling them because hearing someone's voice is so different than texting and talking to someone in a conversation is so different than just hearing their statuses. And when you think about it, I realize this is the longest tangent, but you can tell I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it. When you think about it, a lot of times what we post online too is not the full picture of our lives. So all of these things together really describe how it's hard to be connected and feel connected to others, feel connected to yourself when all of these factors are in place. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel like me getting back on social media after years of being off of it, as much as I do enjoy it, and I do enjoy that engagement, those connections that you make, especially people you haven't talked to in a very, very long time. I do notice that it gets in the way of a lot of relationships, gets away in a lot of friendships that social media ends up being the most important thing between Mm -hmm. you and your friends or you and your family. And I'm guilty of You know, I I enjoy posting stuff. I enjoy putting stuff on stories and seeing those reactions and, and, and getting those kind of conversations going. I do enjoy that. But at the same time, I do enjoy the importance 
and the feeling of being off of social media and mm-hmm. not having to feel like you need to post something or you need to say something to whatever somebody else had put on their social media. And I had recently taken a social media break a couple of weeks ago and it allowed me to really focus on what was necessary for me at the time mm-hmm. to get done or to refocus my efforts on without having that needing feeling of waking up in the morning. The first thing that I do, let's uh, see what happened last night <laughs> that all my Definitely. friends did. Uh, it disconnects us really. You can, you can tell there, but the first thing I do when I wake up, go on my phone and it takes you out of what is happening in the real world. Right. Like it, it feels like my day hasn't started until review everything on social Mm -hmm. media first. So I definitely do agree with the time away from social media. Something else too, that is kind of going back to an older episode of ours, forming good habits and realizing that social media doesn't need to be the most important factor of that. From that, you will develop those better habits. And one of the things that I recently been doing is going to the park that's close Mm -hmm. by to where I live and just sitting on one of the benches out there and not even having music in and just listening to everything that's around, looking around and actually taking it in, not sitting on the, on the bench and on my phone, like scrolling Mm -hmm. through stuff. Right. It's a different experience, which seems so simple. You would not think that 30 minutes on a bench in the park would do a lot, but it allowed me to really think and get me out of my environment that I'm in all the time. So that was very beneficial for me and detaching, not just from like the world, quote unquote, but detaching from things that are always normal around me that allows me to really think within myself and ask myself the questions that need answers to that I enjoy having that incorporated into my everyday life now. Yeah, definitely. The way I'm going to kind of go about the steps today is kind of working from the most general to the most specific. And so the main takeaway from this first overview of technology is that we get so wrapped up in what's happening in a virtual space that it makes us lose consciousness in the real world. And so that kind of first overview point is it's hard to be grounded when you're not paying attention to what is going on around you. And that happens when you're on your phone all the time or you're, you're paying more attention to things that, that they do matter, but they don't matter in the sense that your day is going to stop if you don't do it. Right. Like if you don't go on your phone first thing in the morning, you'll live and the phone will still be there. And what you look at matters to you, but it doesn't mean that it needs to be part of those first steps. And so the next part of the ladder that I want to go into is the notion of exiting our minds. And this is something that has recently become really important to me. And it's something that I tend to forget. And so what happens when anxiety starts and things start going wrong, you start noticing you're not happy, is your brain will start working at it. And what I mean by that is you'll start thinking of all the negative possibilities that can happen. You'll think about, oh my gosh, what happens if I fail? What happens if this doesn't work? What happens if I don't get the job I want? What happens if I can't move forward what like and you just go through the million things and it's part of our our brain overthinking in in hopes to prepare for that event but what happens instead of preparing is we kind of keep digging our grave because mm. we keep every time we think one of those what if this happens or what if it doesn't happen we kind of dig a little plot of dirt each time and you, you can probably speak from experience too jr for me, when it happens, one thought leads to 50. Very quickly am I thinking, wow, like not only all of these things could go wrong, but 
I don't even think I can go to the gym now. And I don't even know if I feel like eating. And I just, and then I beat myself up and it just spirals. Right. It could be an infinite amount. And so when that happens to us, the worst thing that we can do is let it foster in our brain. Because it, if you could think about your brain, like literally right now, inside of your head, think about each one of those thoughts bouncing around because it's not exiting your body anywhere. You're not mm. talking about it. You're not writing it down through your hands. It's not exiting through any part of your body, right? If you're writing it down, it would exit through your fingers. If you're talking about it, it would exit through your mouth. But instead, what you're doing is you're letting it bounce around. And so it just continues to build that stress if you visualize it that way. And it makes you obviously more unhappy, more anxious, more stressed, and which is opposite of what we want to do, right? It's really about the focus of how do we exit our minds? How do we allow ourselves to step out of that place, metaphorically, obviously, and take a step back and re-bring ourselves to the present moment? Because a lot of things that we think about are either things that happened long ago that we're afraid will happen again, or anxiety about what's going to happen. And when you're in that sort of space, nothing is going to be fixed as long as you bring yourself back to what's happening now. And so my techniques today are really about how to bring yourself back to what's happening at this moment. Because most things that you're thinking about have no impact on this minute, this hour. I'm so glad that you brought that up. People who are listening, you know, we're over on Zoom. Ayla might be seeing me looking down. It's because I'm writing all these notes. (laughs) This whole topic right here about exiting your mind is something that I have been trying to master is the wrong word, but it's something that I've been trying to really work at because I feel that is probably one of the biggest downfalls in my character that I can't get myself to get out of my own head of a lot of things. The idea of what you're saying about you're digging your own grave, that has happened more times than I can even count of me doubting myself and multiple situations that doesn't even allow me to get to the place that I want to be Mm -hmm. at or even just start. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm I'm stuck at where I'm at. And it's like, you're already counting yourself out before you even begin. So this is something that I struggle with with quite a bit uh, that I'm trying to be better at. This happens, you know, with things that would happen with friends or maybe a, a dating situation that I am counting myself out already or second guessing certain things that I've said or done that really just play within my own mind that doesn't allow me to move on. That's the biggest thing for me is I stay stuck and I stay in that hole for a very long time, even though I have a lot of people that are around me or therapists that are trying to do their best Mm -hmm. to get me out of that. But it feels like their hands are extended into the hole, but the hole is so deep that I can't even touch their hand to get me Mm -hmm. out. So this is something that I'm really adamant about and trying to figure out for myself. I also liked your uh, analogy of the, the brain and, and the ideas bouncing around. My brain is kind of tiny. So this, the, the, the ideas are bouncing off. There's a lot of room in there is what I'm trying to say that I think that this is going to be good for me at least to mm-hmm. uh, try to understand a little bit more. Yeah. I'm glad that you talked about that because it's something that I battle with too, which is why I wanted to talk about it today. And at the end of the episode today, I'm going to ask you which technique you're going to try and which one spoke to you most. So definitely pay attention. (laughs) Okay. There are a couple ways that you can go about this, but the one thing that I want you to remember is visualizing the imagery of those thoughts leaving you in some form. So whether you're talking about it, whether you're writing it, how are you 
letting those leave your body in an authentic way. So literally, if you're writing the thoughts down, imagine the thoughts going through your heart, going through your arm, going through your hand, and then leaving with the pencil. Or when you're speaking it, picture it going through your brain, going it through your ears, going it through your mouth, however the biology works, and leaving your body that way. And I think that once you start connecting the imagery, because it is, like I mentioned, an active process, then you're able to let it go, really. Yeah. And you can recognize it's still something that's bothering you without letting it hold that space in your brain and keep bouncing around. So like I mentioned, there are a couple avenues for this, but I'm going to go over some specific techniques. And the first one that I always go back to, and it's one I've heard a thousand times, I think, in therapy, <laughs> but it's called an environmental inventory. And so this one is especially helpful if you feel so anxious that almost like you can't feel grounded anymore. Like right. you just feel like things are spiraling and you're still feeling that that big boulder roll and you can't stop it from rolling. And you're like, what do I do? Like you're panicking. And so the best thing that I've noticed, at least for me, like I said, I'm going through a few techniques today. So things may work for you. Other things may work better for you. The environmental inventory is meant to be a very quick, easy thing for you to do to reground yourself to where you are in the present moment, which is why I like it a lot because you can do it anywhere. You don't have to tell anyone about it. You can do it in your head and you can experience it. Mm -hmm. And so what this is, is it, you take a deep breath to just relax your brain and you sit quietly and you're going to take an environmental inventory around you. And so this is going to be five things around you that you can see. So you're going to look around you and point out five things you can see. And you want to really pay attention to this too. You don't want to just be like, Hey, and start ranting off things, right? Yeah. Five things that you're paying attention visually to the things around you. So if I'm looking around right now, I can see the shingles on the homes next to me. I can see some palm trees pretty far. I can see a tassel from a graduation. I can see a water bottle on the floor and I can see a pencil shaving. And so I'm being very particular into trying to notice the things around me. And that, that was just an inventory of what I can see right now. You're welcome. So <laughs> the first step is five things you can see. And it can be as simple as what I just did there. And like I said, you want it to be a conscious thing. You don't want to just look around you and be like, hey, a computer, a keyboard. Yeah. You, want to, you want to think about it and put intention as if you're describing it to someone. That's how I like to put it. If you're trying to teach someone about what's going on around you as if they needed to know every detail to find where you are. How would yeah. you describe it? So first five things you can see next four things you can feel. So this is a physical feeling type of thing. It may be feeling the ground beneath your feet. Maybe you step on a rock and you can feel the rock beneath you. Maybe this is a ball. Maybe you're holding a stress ball or something like that. And you can actively feel that, or maybe you're feeling the fabric of your shirt. Like anything that you can physically feel in that moment, not just feel in general, but in that moment, what can you feel? And you want to go through four things that so five things you can see four things you can feel next is three things you can hear. So I can hear cars going around me. I can hear my puppy downstairs. I can hear the fan blowing behind me. And, and with all of these things, you can see that like how I mentioned earlier, you want to have the imagery of feeling those thoughts leave you. Right. This is an active thing where you're experiencing all of the five senses. And so experiencing the senses, you're able to re-bring yourself back to what are you doing right at this moment? What are five things you can see? What are four things you can feel? Three things you can hear. The next thing is two things you can smell. And obviously this depends on 
where you are. For right. me, I, I can smell the candle that I was burning earlier. And I can also smell the crisp air outside and that fresh fresh breath. Sometimes you can smell the grass or maybe even coffee or maybe the perfume you're wearing, but you want to have that conscious evaluation of what's around you. And then lastly, it's one thing you can taste. So maybe it's gum, maybe it's mint, maybe something does smell funny in the air, or maybe you can smell food. <laughs> you can smell food somewhere cooking and you almost can taste it. Or maybe it's just having a drink of water or something that you can go through that. And so by using all five senses, you're able to bring yourself back to this present moment. And when you're going through all those steps, you forget what, what was happening and you bring yourself back and you were like, oh yeah, I was just having a panic attack and, and wow. felt like I was going nowhere. But once you, at least for me, I do this mental inventory and the problem doesn't go away, but it allows me to bring myself back to this moment, remind myself what's going on around me, because this makes you take a look at your environment, reminds you you're okay right now, you're safe right now. And then you're in a better headspace to move forward. That is actually really, really cool. I've not heard this before. I've never experienced something like this before, but I can see the benefit of doing this, especially in high anxious moments. Things that I ex experience, I wouldn't say often, but a little bit more frequently than I would want it to be. Mm -hmm. That if I were to do these things, I think that the ideas that are in my head, the things that are making me feel anxious would go away because I'm so focused on the five, four, three, two, and one things that are around me. And I guess it's also kind of a visualization of you staying in the present moment and not getting too far ahead into whatever it is that's in your mind that you're literally stopping yourself for a second and just saying reminding where you are where yeah. are you right now mm -hmm. which is so cool i'm glad you like it yeah it's it's so simple and if you're like oh my gosh i don't think i'm gonna remember how much i need for each sense it's not necessarily about the amount but it's about taking the time for each sense so just think about the five senses and try to point out things in your environment that go with that sense what can you feel maybe it's a, a leaf on the ground or just taking the time to point out and take that inventory of what's going on around you and you can do more but you just want to to take that step and it's acknowledging that yes those problems are there and yes i am feeling that way but I need to remind myself that I'm not there right now right? and I'm here right now and I can take that breath and I am in control still. And it's just reminding yourself that you're still in control and rebalancing so you can move forward and solve the problems that are ahead. Reminds me of similar forms of meditation, you know, that you're, you're really trying to keep an eye on your breath and you're trying to stay in that moment as much as possible. But of course, things will come in and that's okay too. But for this particular exercise, I think this is something that can help me out quite a bit. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's something that I use a lot. So I was like, you know, that'll be the first one that I'll talk about. I do want to talk about with exiting our mindsets. So for me, when I'm feeling sad and I'm just beating myself up or I'm feeling like, oh, I, I don't want to do anything. And then I get lazy and then I get mad at myself for being lazy, but I can't seem to find the energy to do what I want to do. Either I'll avoid it. I'll try to do other things like watch TV all day or go on TikTok all day. And instead of doing the things I know I should be doing, I'm doing that. And so sometimes when you get sad and you start building those thoughts and you want to isolate yourself, you want to be alone. The best thing you can do is 
leave your thoughts and do something else. And so for me, my problem is whenever I'm sad, I just want to be alone and I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to do anything. And when I know I'm in that space, I purposely do those things. And it's mm. hard. It's hard because you're going against what your brain literally wants to do. But I'll talk to someone I know is an introvert and be like, hey, you're an introvert. I mean, you're an extrovert. You're very social. I know you love going out no matter what. It could be to Target. It could be just for the heck of it. But like, let's go out somewhere. And you're able to leave the house. And a lot of times when you're at home, you're in the comfort of your space. There's nothing unexpected. So you're able to think those million thoughts. Right. And so a lot of times the best thing you can do to exit your brain is to go somewhere you've never been and go do something. And because you won't have time to really be thinking about that if you have to talk to someone, if you have to experience something you've never experienced, because your brain is trying to make sure that, oh, what is this thing we've never done before? And, and it allows you to stop just stop for a second, bring yourself back to the present moment. And like I said, experience something that you haven't experienced yet. And that's something that I find is probably the most impactful thing for me, like solely, because when I'm sad, it's the opposite of what I want to do. No, and I'm with you on that as well. And I know that we had mentioned in the previous episode that, you know, we had taken a week off because we were dealing with our own mental issues at that time. And that was one of the things he had told me was, you know, make sure you talk to somebody. If you want to go hang out, we go hang out with somebody because that's what's going to help in that particular situation. And actually, as much as I do enjoy being on my own, especially when I'm sad or depressed, just because that is something that is the most common thing for me to do, going out and golfing with buddies of mine that I recently made connections with, actually helped quite a bit because, you know, with golf, you're, you're having to focus on exactly. the task at hand that the only thing that you can think about mm -hmm. is what's happening. I remember going out over the weekend with my best friend, Sam, and we went to go play golf and I was talking to him about the issues that I was dealing with on the course and he was helping me the best that he can. And obviously I was just trying to vent out a little bit more of that mm -hmm. frustration or that the sadness, so to speak, that in the very beginning of the round, it wasn't so right? <laughs> I was just not focused on the game. I was more focused on what was in my head that the more we started play, the, the holes that uh, we kept going on to, the more he was making me laugh. He was cracking jokes. The more I was enjoying the round. And most importantly, I was enjoying his presence mm -hmm. and knowing that this is what's happening right now. The stuff that I'm worried about, the things that are, that's making me depressed is stuff that happened in the past. Mm -hmm. What I need to appreciate right now is being with him and being out doing something that I love to do. So I definitely understand this method has a lot of impact, especially when you are in those states. And if you can't go anywhere, like you said, sometimes just talk to somebody about it and you can continue to vent about what it is that's going in your brain and you're thinking about the million things and you can tell somebody you can be like hey I'm about to list off the million things that I'm worried about and that I'm thinking of and and as you're saying it you're letting the other person take it and the thing is they're not depending on it being an empath and of course like whenever you're doing something like that be sure to ask if they're in the correct headspace right. to accept it but most times people aren't holding that because it's not, and it's such a bad thing to say, like, it's not their problem, but it, like people can care without holding on to the, 
to the weight that you're holding, you know? And so it allows you to let someone else know and validate your feelings. And really that's sometimes what we're looking for to know that we're feeling something that it's okay to feel and that like expected to feel even, but it's going to be okay, you know, and to be able to communicate that and hear that from someone sometimes is really all you need. And once you do that, you can remind yourself, wow, like I was letting it spiral and I started talking about it and I feel like it's all out there now and I can bring myself back to what I'm doing now and what's next for me. Right. Yes, I totally agree with this and I experience it all the time personally and on both sides of the coin when it comes to that. There are a a few people who are very close to me that I'm able to share those thoughts, those ideas, those emotions, how I'm feeling and be completely transparent uh, the way that it should be really. And those people are always there to accept and to guide me and try to help me the best that they can, even though they know that sometimes it takes me to figure that out. Right. But it's always nice to know there are people out there in my life right now that are always willing to lend their ear to hear what it is that I need to say. And that is exactly what happens is being able to talk out loud instead of talking to yourself gives me that opportunity to, you know, realize some things for myself. Even doing this show allows me to understand more about myself and and makes me sit back a little bit. And we were talking before we started recording of how after every episode, I'm usually just sitting here at my desk writing things out because it it shows me something new about myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that people who are listening as well are experiencing the same. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned all of that because November's theme, which is when this episode is being recorded, is support. And if you have even one person, and this has been something that's been really important to me because sometimes my brain will throw out every negative emotion and try to beat myself up. And when I tell my best friend that, she's able to tell me that I'm wrong. And for me, having a support system that will listen to me, but also be able to tell me the things that my brain won't tell me in those situations, like that's what I needed to bring myself back and kind of close the door to all of the the demons that are in there trying to get out. I think that it's it's the most important thing to really just have some form, some reminder of something, whether it's, you know, sometimes you are your only support system and Hey, you are enough for that. Don't ever think that you aren't, but it is helpful to have other people there too. Absolutely. So have a few techniques we've went over. The next one is a very simple one, but this is something that again, you can use on your own. And it's usually one of the first steps you can do. And it's just a breathing technique to recenter And I'm not sure if you've heard this before, JR, but I feel like this one has been thrown at me a million times as well. (laughs) And it's to breathe in for four seconds. While you're doing that, kind of feel the breath start in your stomach and then move up your lungs and then move into your head. So it's all about visualization because that's really what's refocusing our brain. So if you breathe in one, two, three, four, and just feel it enter your head. You want to hold it there for seven seconds. So you're going to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then exhale for eight seconds. And so this is the four, seven, eight breathing. And the way that it's structured is meant to take you out of kind of a space of short breaths or hyperventilating, or your brain's just going and, and you're not taking a second to 
bring back because obviously if we're not breathing properly it's hard to do anything and so this, this is, is <laughs> thank you thank you i'm glad this is just something that i like to do at any time maybe someone cuts me off and i'm like i just need to take a deep breath <laughs> it's one of those days i'm being tested today and doing that you don't need to do it a bunch of times because it is just meant to kind of restart your system like two to four times you're able to remind yourself like okay resetting recalms down all of the i don't know someone that's a biology person can talk about it but <laughs> all the little people in your body that are screaming it can tell them to like shut up for a second at least yeah. and it can allow you to start either thinking through it regaining control or maybe moving into the next technique maybe the next technique is okay i, I recentered restarted my system now let me take an inventory of yes. what's around me and so you can kind of build upon them and make it more effective that way but the most important thing for you to do to be able to stay grounded is to kind of put a system in place for you with what you want to try to make it make it work for you. Yeah, I have not heard of the four eight breathing mm -hmm. technique. I do understand the benefits of breathing techniques. I should do them more often. I mean, I breathe every day, but not in the way that I should be. <laughs> but I think that this can actually help a lot with the anxiety that I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. There's a lot of other physical things I try to do. For a while, I used to have a rubber band around my wrist and I would slap myself with it whenever I'm in an anxious environment. But that started to hurt a little bit. And it I did. didn't like um, that. But I think the breathing techniques, which I've kind of learned a little bit more for the past couple of weeks, past month of incorporating that whenever I'm in that environment. Doing this, I think, is going to be a little bit more beneficial because of that mm -hmm. visualization. I'm really a visual type of person. So seeing the breath moving throughout your body, staying within your head, and then it exiting out makes it a lot easier to understand. Yeah. I actually have this person that I work with host kind of like a stretch hour during our work so we can stretch and recenter our thoughts and just regain the strength needed, kind of like a meditation, a guided meditation. And something that she does at the end is while she's doing those things, she says to think about your emotions while you're breathing in. So it can actually help to place a name to the emotion. So while you're breathing in and you're feeling it go through those parts of your body, place a word to those emotions and say them to yourself, anxious, nervous, stressed, worried, doubtful. And so you're placing a name to it. And then as you exhale, you're able to visualize it leaving you and bring you back to this moment. And so that's also another approach. And there's lots of guided meditations out there too that are simple like that, that can help you. And I find them to be really helpful too. What she likes to do sometimes is breathe in with the emotion and breathe out with affirmations. So oh. what she'll do is you'll breathe in, you'll think about, okay, stressed, doubtful, insecure, and then breathe out. I am good enough. I am strong. I like, and to keep doing that process. And it allows you to kind of, again, recircuit your brain to replace those feelings with what we want them to be. That's so cool. I like that a lot, actually. As we've said in a couple other episodes, it's always the way that you word things. And that is a perfect example of creating that positivity within yourself, regardless of what's happening in the moment. The things that come out are good. The mm -hmm. things that come out are positive. And it only makes you a better person, but also keeps you in that grounded state. And to kind of play off of that as well, 
the therapy sessions that I've been having recently kind of go into neuroplasticity, which is the ability of the brain to form and reorganize connections, especially in the response to learning and experience of following a trauma or injury. That was a lot of words and I'm a little dizzy. But basically what it is, is you are really trying to focus a lot on the emotions that are, are inside of you and trying to link those emotions to certain parts of your brain that have different events in them. And that kind of has that same idea of just, you know, breathing in and, and really acknowledging those emotions that you're feeling right now, which I've never experienced before. So that was an eye opener for me to be mindful in yourself and know what it is that you're feeling and not just dismiss it as, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous right now. Okay. No, what does that nervousness feel like? Where is yeah. that coming from? So uh, I'm glad that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. That's something that I struggle with too. And a lot of times I'll be like, oh, I'm just not feeling good. But like, why? You know, and it once you can place a word to it and say, because even if you don't know what word or what emotion it is exactly, like describe the situation and describe how it's making you feel. And when you're describing it, you'll realize, oh, like I didn't realize, but it kind of aligns with me. You know, I'm realizing actually I'm angry and or I'm upset or I'm fearful. I think when you're able to recognize the emotions, it, it is able to calm you down because you're able to recognize, okay, it makes sense now. I kind of know where I'm at and now I need to think about where to go with this now that I know it. Because like I always say, awareness is really the first step. And acknowledging those emotions are so important and realizing that any emotion that you're feeling is not a bad or good one, mm -hmm. but the fact that you're acknowledging it is what's important and allowing yourself to feel those emotions is such a beneficial thing for you because it only makes you grow as an individual and allow you to really tap into those parts of yourself that you might not have experienced before. I am so happy you said that. I used to struggle a lot. And I think my first six months of therapy was just trying to rewire myself to not think in good or bad. Cause I would, I would get into therapy and they'd be like, Hey, what do you want to talk about? And I'd be like, okay, this happened and that's bad. And then this happened and that's good. And then this happened and they'd be like, why do things have to be bad? They don't have to be either. They can just be, and it's what you do next that matters. And I, I feel like that's said a billion times, but once you free yourself from having to push things one way or another, you could acknowledge that being human is experiencing both. Yes. And obviously we do like we do want to be happy. Like, <laughs> like that is an emotion that makes us feel good. And we do want to be that more often than not. But it's hard to know happiness without experiencing the bad because once you do, you take a lot more value into those happy experiences. So I, I love that you said that because it is really important to not to not be upset with yourself for bad or good emotions, but just acknowledging that the emotion is valid regardless of where it lies on the spectrum. Right. And you know what? I love the fact that you said that because that is <laughs> very important. Just, you know, understand that being a human being is hard. Yeah. And it's okay that it's hard. We're not supposed to know how all this is supposed to work, mm -hmm. but just allow yourself the, the space. And that is something that I've been trying very hard for myself. All of this is new to me. I've never experienced stuff like this before, but allowing myself to just be here to experience it is so important. I'm glad that you say that. I really am. And I guess the main takeaway that I want from this episode is that there's there's so many things that you can do. And I, I went over a couple, but really it's about think to yourself, what can I do to 
bring myself back to this moment? Is it turning my phone off for an hour? And is it going for a walk? Or for me, my mom always told me to do was to touch ice. So either put my hand in cold water or to put an ice cube in my mouth. And your brain is so shocked because they're like, ah, what's happening that you it restarts your system. And that has been something that has always been kind of a physical reaction for me. If mental ones are not working for you and you can't find that as something that's beneficial, I guess the point is that find what works for you, find what you can do that isn't a harmful thing. Like you mentioned with the rubber band, Mm -hmm. I know that it seems good, but in a way you are hurting yourself. Right. You know, I had to, uh, you know, stop that real quick. Yeah. But it seems like, okay, like obviously you don't want to hurt so you would think not to do it but like you mentioned we're all human and it's gonna happen and we're gonna experience these things and so just kind of thinking what can I do to remind myself where I'm at and to bring myself back to the present moment in order to be happier yes 100 percent. so why don't we just go into you know the quote section of the episode my favorite section I I know I enjoy it the most (laughs) Okay. The quote that I found that kind of embodied what I was looking for the most and how I think about it is by Yogi T and it is empty yourself and let the universe fill you. And I think that we get so wrapped up in what our brain can imagine that sometimes we just need to let it go and remind ourselves of the life around us. I'm so happy that you put this on here because it really speaks to me so, so much in the place I'm at right now really have just been giving into what this world offers you, what the universe provides, and really just trying to tap into that even more. And and it really is just that is, you know, all these emotions, all these feelings, everything that we go through within ourselves, that sometimes we just need to let it go. Mm -hmm. Let these emotions that are weighing us down to just leave our bodies, as you were saying before, and allow the things that are happening out of your own control to just kind of fill you back up and allow it to just... you're in control of that. Right, yeah. exactly. So I enjoy this quote quite a bit. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I just, that very thing is that you are always in control of defining how you're going to move forward. And, and it seems obviously easier said than done, especially like after a breakup, like it's easy to be like, oh, just forget about it, move on. Right. <laughs> and to just tell yourself, like, just forget about it. Like I am telling myself I'm okay right now. Like it's, it's easy to say that, but obviously harder to follow through with. If you can continue to put in the practices of reminding yourself that you truly are in control of reminding yourself and to choose what you do each time, because you are choosing to allow yourself to continue in those thoughts and continue suffering in a way. So I'm, I'm glad that you liked it too. Thank you. Yes. And it's funny that you bring up that example, because that is one of the things that I've been kind of dealing with is, is that sense of a breakup. And it's hard. You know, it's, it's, it's tough, especially when you've been out of the game for so long. And it, it's hard to try to move on from something like that. And especially when you really like that person and, and you still miss that person and still wish that that person was in your life, that these practices help you to try and not necessarily get over that person, but maybe get over the situation because, mm-hmm. you know, every person that we experience, whether it be in a relationship or friendship, that they always have something to offer you and to really understand that you need to just take 
those good experiences and and learn from uh, that situation to then better not only yourself but the next person that comes into your life so mm-hmm. it, it really is sums up that quote pretty well so i appreciate that i'm happy to hear that what one did you pick out mine is also revolved around the universe surprise surprise <laughs> the you yourself as much as anybody in the entire universe deserve your love and affection by buddha and i think that that is pretty powerful in itself it's exactly what we always talk about in these episodes it's you need to give that love and affection to you and you need to give that opportunity to ground yourself i think that this is the kind of affirmation that i was speaking of earlier that if i could just memorize this quote i would breathe in with the emotions i'm feeling and breathe out with this affirmation to remind myself that my experiences are valid but i do deserve love and i do deserve happiness really yes and that goes for everybody listening as well you know it's you deserve it you you come first you need to love yourself you need to do whatever it is that's necessary for you and your mind and your body because how is it that you're going to do that for everyone else if you can't do it for yourself and that has been kind of the motto the mantra whatever you want to call it um, that i've been living through for the past year is really focusing on me mm-hmm. and doing what it is that I love and really just trying to tap into myself as a person to then be able to provide that to everybody else that's around me. So it's obviously a constant struggle. I'm working through it as much as I can every day, but the fact that I get the opportunity to do it now. With that brings us to the closing of the episode. As promised, I wanted to ask you which technique you think will be most helpful to you moving forward? Can I be cheesy and just say all of them? No, (laughs) they all have their benefits. I do. I will say that. I think Mm -hmm. the one that's going to be the most beneficial for me is probably the environmental inventory. I think as visual as I, as I am taking that time to really look around and at the very most, just stay in the present and picking out those things, smelling those things, seeing those things, I think is going to be something that is going to allow me to really just stay as grounded as possible as a person. So I really do enjoy that. But how about you? What what technique do you use currently or that you're going to start using? Yeah, I use all of them. And so I think that what I want to use more moving forward is those meditation-based practices of kind of refocusing in a form of meditation. And that's kind of what I want to spend more time doing. And of course, like I mentioned, there's apps, there's videos, so you don't necessarily have to pay for it, but that's what I want to improve on. Mostly. I think right now what I use most is the breathing followed by the environmental kind of inventory. But like I said, it's, it's a very individual thing. And just as it comes, try out different things, see what tends to help the best and just keep moving forward. And that's how you can use this to really love yourself. And I think on that, we are done with this <laughs> topic. I and hope with that, that, yes, go ahead. Well, I mean, if you have any final thoughts, do you have any final thoughts here? I think I've said everything that I can, <laughs> but it, if anything is the importance of being grounded as you have listened throughout this entire episode, it's beneficial for you as a person to understand yourself even more and you know, try and allow yourself to get out of those nagging situations, those, those thoughts that are lingering 
these techniques, everything that Ayla has discussed today is only there to help you get out of those situations. So hopefully everybody will be able to apply that to their life. Definitely. And with that, of course, as I say at every episode, we want to hear from you. This is called The Conversation for a Reason, and we do want to hear your thoughts on today's episode. And so leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what staying grounded means to you. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home. Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in.